God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We've been challenged by the Holy Spirit to talk about the kind of encounters that we've had and that that we've seen in the Bible, we want to encounter the holy. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.org, and get onto our email list. There's a green subscribe button there that you can click on so that you can hear from us when we're going to have an event or if you want to get our our prayer letter that we put out twice a month and get a little bit more of the things that are on our hearts and things to pray about, things that that the Lord is showing in these days. And we also, in this podcast, we're going to talk about encountering the holy, encounters with God, encounters with angels, encounters in dreams, encounters where, where you hear the voice of the Lord. And we'd like to hear from you. This is an opportunity for you to really stop and think about the encounters that you've had. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes we're under attack. Sometimes we get depressed even. Sometimes we get uh, overwhelmed by all of the stuff that's going on around us. But when we get back to that moment, when we start talking about the things that God has done in our lives— when, when we start talking about the miracles we've experienced or the moments when he spoke to us, those things build our faith. And we want you to have your faith built as a result of this. So we want to encourage you at the end of this podcast, just stop for a moment and think about the encounters that you have had with God and let that begin to build your faith. And we're going to pray for you to have more encounters too. And, and just send us an email. Tell us th- about some of the encounters or, or a special encounter that, that the Lord puts on your heart to share with us by email at, at, on feedback at globaloutpouring.org. That's feedback at globaloutpouring.org. Let us hear from you. And also let us know if there's anything in particular that you have questions about or that you would like to hear us talk about so that we can take that to the Holy Spirit and see what he gives us for you. So today, we're going to talk about the encounter with the Holy What does that mean? Sometimes the the holy things that we encounter might be uh, just, it could even be the the word of God when you're reading the scripture and a a scripture portion just jumps off the page at you and resonates and you resonate with with it. you know, things can happen in your life, and 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 God rescues rescues you. Well, Philip, what what kind of encounters have you had? I remember once I was asleep, and we had only been married a couple of years at that time, and I just audibly heard the voice of the Lord. It was, "I want my word to flow through you," and I just jumped up like, "Wow!" You sat you up know. in bed. Yeah, I sat up in bed. You know, and it was. Uh, that was awesome because I heard it inside of me. Yeah, you know, you know it's God when He, when He talks inside of you like that. You just, 
you hear it. You know, yeah. you hear it, you feel it. You, you, you hear and it's feel it in your spirit. spirit. Yeah. It's in your spirit, yeah. So how did that make you feel? I better start studying the Gospels now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I started doing. Yeah, because I want my word. And I thought, well, the best place to start in the word is the Gospels. Uh-huh. So it would be mostly the Gospel of John. Oh. That's that's my favorite of the Gospels because that's John was the closest to Jesus of the of the twelve disciples. That's true. So, you know, he just and he was one of the favorite ones that Peter, James, and John that mm-hmm. he would go with when special occasions or off to prayer or somewhere. And and so so John is the one that wrote uh, you know that wrote that gospel, and it uh, just has things that the other gospels don't have. And he's also the one who received the revelation. Yeah. And it, it um, takes someone wow. who has has that characteristic of being the beloved of the Lord. Yeah. You know, he was he it was like he was Jesus' best friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you're gonna tell your best friend, isn't that what the word of God says? I I do nothing except I show it to my servants, the prophets. Yeah. And and I call you my friends. If right. you do what I tell you to do. Exactly. And then you remember how God said about Abraham when he's he's getting ready to go and blow up uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, "But I'm not going to do this without talking to my friend." Yeah, Abraham. That was they were friends. Wow. So, becoming a friend of God has a lot to do with encounters, mm-hmm. and the encounters that that we get because God's trying to get our attention. You know, those those are things that, that cause us to, to change our walk. So what, what happened to you as a result of that? You started studying. Well, like, what were you thinking in that moment when you had this thing in the middle of the night? I thought, you know, when God speaks, you know, it's just like, you know, you listen. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any choice. You know, it's just like, wow, it was there, you and, know. And how did that moment change you? Well, that's just saying, well, God can speak to me. Yeah. You know? It's not that God was was unable to speak to you, but maybe you doubted whether you could hear. Yeah, and sometimes you have to be totally in a place where you can hear. And sometimes dead asleep is the best time for yeah. that. <laughs> There's a scripture in Job about, about how God speaks to us in dreams. Yeah, so if you get up in the night or something and you, you have trouble getting back to sleep, mm-hmm. just get up and pray. It's a good you know, time to pray. And then sometimes you'll just wake up. You know, if you wake up just in the night, you know, even you're laying in your bed and your eyes just kind of pop open and you listen, everything's quiet. It's like your spirit just woke you up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, listen, maybe get, you're supposed to pray for someone or just get up and pray yourself. Mm-hmm. Praying in tongues or, yeah. or you know, pray, you can, just whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart at the time. Yeah. Uh, last in our last podcast, we had Pat McManus, and and he told the story of how he walked into his church and there was a smell, there was a fragrance that mm-hmm. wasn't familiar, but it, it didn't normally belong there. And he, so he just went into the sanctuary and and he said, "Lord, what what is it?" And and the Lord said, "I just wanted you to come sit with me." Mm-hmm. And then when he tried to go after a while, yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> you know, God, so even if you're not talking, you're just sitting there, just you know, just blessing the Lord, praising Him, just being quiet, just worshiping Him. You know, the Lord's fellowshipping with you. Sure. And He doesn't want you to leave. That's true. That's true. It, it's a, it's about building relationship. Encounters come out of God's desire for us to build relationship with Him. 
And when mm-hmm. we get a desire to build relationship with him, we can press in for more encounters. And and encounters don't necessarily have to be the earth-shaking kind that mm-hmm. that wake you up and and shake you <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, like we we just heard recently um on Give Him 15. Dutch Sheets' wife, Cece, was uh, reading the Give Him 15 and talking about an experience that Gina Golston had where she shut herself away to have an encounter with God. She wanted to hear something from God for the new year. Mm. And, and so she shut herself away in a cabin, and for four days she heard nothing. But... She had the experience. She knew the presence of God was there. So she was just enjoying the sweet presence of of the Lord, and he was just enjoying her company as well. And then when the encounter moment came, he said one sentence. (laughs) But that one sentence launched her into prophetic understanding of things and things that that she could say about it. Uh, but, But what I'm saying is, one sentence can change your life, mm-hmm. but also the four days spending time with him. It kind of primed the pump. To oh, hear. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, so uh, what did the Lord speak to her? The Lord said to her, rekindle the fire that is to always be burning on my altar and build my house. Wow. That reminds me, we uh, was last year when you got a call from Argentina. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, it was an intercessor there. And the, the Lord just spoke to her and says, tell this word to Sharon. Or mm-hmm. she told it to Sharon in Spanish, but Sharon understood it. Yeah, and the Lord, and I, we, made, we made a podcast about it. The Lord said, I need you to build me an altar of worship. Mm. I bless you. So if you think that the Lord doesn't have enough worship, he wants to hear it from you. It's true. Very true. And he wants us to always, you know, he's, as, as Pat said last week, in our last podcast, it's about hearing from God, building relationship with God, and finding your passion so that you know your purpose. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's what our encounters are about, you know, when, when we hear something specific from God. He wants us to build into, ultimately, Ultimately, I believe his goal is to grow us up into mature sons, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like Romans 8 talks about. Um, so Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that word sons refers to mature sons, sons that are old enough to old enough and mature enough and have enough relationship with their father to be able to run the family business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what God is looking for in us. He's looking for us to have daily encounters with him. He wants us to get back to the Garden of Eden. He wants us to get back to what orig- the original plan was. Because Adam walked with God daily, every day, communing with Father, communing, having relationship, learning things from Father, and and creating with him, really. He's the one that got to name all the animals. And there wasn't any sin at that point. No sin whatsoever. So there wasn't anything to keep you from hearing the voice of the Lord. Boy, that's the truth. And he walked in in a glory. I believe mm-hmm. he was clothed in glory. His yeah. spirit, here's how I see it, that his, that his spirit man was on the outside. And 
when when sin came, when disobedience came, his spirit took a dive inside and his flesh was on the outside. Wow. So this that's so that you have to get through the flesh almost to get to the spirit. Exactly. We have yeah. to we have to part the flesh like the Red Sea in order to <laughs> get into that spirit realm. <laughs> that's hard to do. And sometimes it's so hard to do. Oh. I confess that I have a hard time getting my head quiet. 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 And, you know, I take authority over these wandering thoughts and and, <laughs> and taking every thought into captivity. But I'm just telling you, it's not easy sometimes. And sometimes I have a hard time getting quiet enough to just sense the presence of the Lord. But if you keep working at it, mm-hmm. you will get it. Yeah. You know, I was really impressed when looking at the at the timeline, that Adam was still living when Enoch was born. Mm-hmm. Adam still had another 300 years to live when Enoch was born, and Enoch only lived 365 years. And you can tell a lot of stories in that time. Yeah, we don't know if they lived close to each other. The Bible uh-huh. doesn't tell us that, but you can assume that there's a there's a possibility that Enoch might have been one of the favorite great, 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 great grandsons, however many greats it was, seven or eight. Jude says that he was the seventh from Adam. So um, maybe maybe Adam was telling him all about what it was like to walk with God. Yeah. And then Enoch decided, I'm going to walk this. with God. <laughs> yeah. And we can do that too. That's what That's what Jesus came for. He came to show us what it was originally designed to be. You know, Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him. Yeah, he had a rapture all his own. He sure did. (laughs) So then we have Noah. And Noah walked with God. Yes, his his generations. He was perfect in his generations. And it says that he walked with God in Genesis 6-9. So he must have had some kind of influence from his forefathers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember in, I think it's the book of Jasher. Uh-huh. But it might be the the book of Enoch. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, that Noah's wife was Enoch's daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she would have had some stories to tell. Yeah. And Noah would have said, yeah, I'm going to yeah. walk with God too. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Beautiful. Yeah, that is. So, wow. So, so Noah had an, had an experience with God. Noah had an encounter. And God spoke to him. And told him what to do, and he did it. He did it, yes. So that's that's the whole point. God speaks to us, and we do what he says to do. And sometimes we're waiting for God to say something else, but God is waiting for us to do the thing that he told us the last time. Even when what he tells you to do, it might take a long time to build it. That's true. It took Noah a long time to build the ark. That's true. Very true. 120 years here is what I had I had written in to build the ark. You think you'd get tired of the same project? <laughs> I mean, you, you think you would uh, be tired of being harassed uh, maybe mm-hmm. the first or two weeks of people, what are you building? But 120 years of harassment? Mm-hmm. When you think about that, people just mocked, would have just mocked him. Yeah. You know, but he knew God enough. You know, if he walked with him because God spoke to him, he heard his voice to do this. Because how would you... How could you create something 
You know, God speaks to you to do something that no man has ever done or built before. He's going to send something that has never been sent before. Mm-hmm. You know, what's rain? What's rain? Why are you building a boat? You yeah. Know, what's rain? You know, it's, <laughs> That's, well, it's it's similar to our day when when uh, you know we're we've heard about destruction and judgment and and those kind of things and and the the mockers just go on mocking. Well, you know, they've been saying that for a long, long time, and it's never happened. Yeah, I remember our I remember our founder, Sister Gwen's um, ancestors were in Russia, and the prophetic people were saying. You know, it's time to move. It's We have to get out of here. Persecution is coming. But when things are going good, because, you know, the Ukraine was the breadbasket of the world. Mm-hmm, you know, the time. wheat at that time. At and, least of Europe. And how can you go when everything is going so good? Mm-hmm. But those that were obedient left. You know, mm-hmm. and they came into North America. And and those that stayed behind and then came, uh, and then came the overthrow of the Tsar. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when communism started. Mm-hmm. That was in 1918, I believe, or right along, right along there. Nicholas yeah. was the Tsar, and the whole family was killed. And the, the Bolsheviks, you know, was took over, and that was the start of uh, communism in Russia. And the prophets had heard from God; they had an encounter. And those that didn't listen perished. Well, they either perished or they they got squished under under communism. There yeah. were many that died as a result of, uh-huh. of there was a there was a starvation. Uh, there was a famine that went through. Wow! And uh-huh. they they took all of the wheat that was grown there. Yeah. So having an encounter is so so critical. You know, then you have you have Abraham. He had multiple imp- encounters with God. God spoke to him. Yeah. Multiple times he appeared to him. He yeah. gave him covenant. Mm-hmm. He he spoke to him. He tested him. I mean, he, Abraham was God's friend, and he spoke to him in visions too. Yeah, and he and then he had angelic encounters. Yeah, yeah. So you know, being a friend of God puts you in a position of letting God tell you things that He might not be telling anybody else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to be His friend, you've You've got to be pursuing him in the same way that he's pursuing you. He he wants to be our friend. He wants us to want to be with him. You know, when when the Lord spoke to me about about changing the name of our ministry to Global Outpouring, he said, seek my heart about the outpouring. Don't just mm-hmm. ask me for the outpouring. Seek my heart mm-hmm. about the outpouring. Yeah, that's preparing preparing for what part you're going to have in it. Right. And so part of contending is seeking his heart. Yes, don't wait for it to get here, you know. Work on it now. Yeah. And get yourself ready now. And and equip for it. Like just like when the Lord spoke to you about I want my word to flow through you. Yeah. You began to study the word and you always impress me with <laughs> with <laughs> how you come up with scriptures when when I'm blank. it works it works it works so isaac had a few encounters not quite so many as abraham his father but he had quite an encounter on the altar that was uh, that was a major encounter for him and how god provided and he you know he was he was playing a part in an illustration that god wanted to do for us and then Jacob had encounters at, at Bethel and Peniel. I mean, he wrestled yeah. 
whether that was an angel, whether that was the pre-incarnate Christ, you know, I'm not going to get into the into the uh, <laughs> theology of it, but it was an encounter with the holy, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And it transformed him. Yes, it did. Even it, with the limp. Yeah. That was his reminder of what God did for him. And don't you think that <laughs> might have helped a little bit? Because this was right before he was going to encounter his brother, yeah. who the last time he saw him had sworn he would kill him. Kill him, yeah. Uh-huh. So he, he comes with a limp. That limp could have been one thing that made Esau change his, change his tune, feeling sorry for his brother that... Uh, look at this he, poor, poor yeah. Because he can imagine if he had a limp for what he did as a hunter, that wouldn't always work very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So here they were, encountering one another, and and it it brought a healing to the relationship mm-hmm. because because Jacob had had an encounter with God the night before. Yeah. We have to wrestle with God sometimes. We have to wrestle to get to that encounter sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we have to contend. I remember Michael Van Vlyman talking about the encounter that he had. And he he spoke of it on one of our podcasts earlier. You can go and search for that. Search for Michael Van Vlyman. I'll put a a link to it in the show notes. He was sitting on the side of his bed getting ready to go to sleep for the night and just, you know, kind of winding down, sitting on the edge of the bed, saying goodnight to the Lord. And all of a sudden, he saw a demon in the corner of the room. A big, ugly, mean, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, belligerent, belligerent demon. And Mike, Michael looked at him and said, what are you doing here? You don't, you don't have any right to be here. And he began to rebuke it. And he rebuked and rebuked and rebuked and rebuked and rebuked and rebuked for 20 minutes. He went on rebuking this thing, binding, loosing, you know, all the things that you know to do, bringing the blood of Jesus to bear, bringing the name of Jesus to bear. And the thing just stood there belligerently looking at him. And finally, after 20 minutes, the thing left. But what was behind him, he was standing in front of a revelation that God wanted to show Michael. About his family and and things about his family. It was a revelation. It was an encounter with God that this thing was blocking. Mm-hmm. And wow. if Michael had just Gave given up. up and gone to sleep, you know, he wouldn't have gotten that revelation. But he was concerned about the fact that this thing was putting up such a front. Well, it really was a front. But he he, he was asking the Lord. I thought I had authority over these things. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you do have authority. And the, but the thing you have to understand is that these demons are deceivers. Mm-hmm. And he was holding a, a front, really. He was just, he was holding a look like he wasn't afraid, but he was desperately afraid. He was shaking on the inside. And he didn't want to let go. He thought if he just held on a little bit longer, if he could hold on a little bit longer, if he could hold on a little bit longer, he was doing what he had been assigned to do to hide this thing from Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many things does God want to show to us that we're not getting because we're not contending for them? Mm. And we have to continue to contend yeah. for these for these encounters. But think about Jesus. Jesus walked with God. He had a daily relationship with his father, just like Adam did. 
he would go in the, while it was still dark, he would get up and he would go into the mountain and pray. And while he was having his prayer time, that's, that's when, the, when his father was showing him what the day's plan was. Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you have planned for today? Yeah. And the, the father showed him, Jesus said, I don't do anything except I see the father do it. Mm-hmm. So the father was showing him things. I don't say anything except I hear the father say it. We need to get to that point. That is a sign of the maturity of the sons of God that God is looking for us to be. And we must press in for it. We must contend for it. What does the scripture say, Philip? In 2 Corinthians 3.18, we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Beautiful. Yeah. It's all about walking in the Spirit. It's about living in the Spirit. It's about letting our spirit come out in front like Adam had. Mm -hmm. Letting our spirit lead us. When our spirit is in charge, our will has to get involved to let our spirit be in charge. Our, Our will has to submit to our spirit. And that causes our thinking to begin to submit. And that causes our emotions to begin to submit. And when we get our our soul and our spirit working together in concert with the Holy Spirit, that'll cause our bodies to begin mm-hmm. to do the things that God designed us to do and be. It'll it'll cause us to to stop the aging process, I believe. <laughs> I believe we can keep moving forward into more glory and into more glory. And I've I've heard of people of God that have walked in this in this um in this and daily encounter of just walking in the presence of God and they look younger after a period of time than they did before they started walking like this. God's mm. trying to take us into a place where he can keep us on track because he needs us. He needs us to, to not just give up after 80. Come on, we've got, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got work to do. We've got work to do. We've got work yeah. to do. We have to carry this glory. We have to carry this encounter. What else do you have? Yeah, in verse, um, verse 18, of also in uh, chapter 8, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. I'll say that that is about to be unveiled within us. Amen. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yeah. yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Wow, that's just awesome. What chapter is that? That's chapter 8 of Romans. This is in the uh, Passion Translation in verses 18 and 19. Beautiful. Read it again. I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. I love that. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Amen. Isn't there another verse a little bit further on that talks about it, maybe? Yeah, down in verse 22. Yeah. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation, as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We, who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit, 
also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. For this is the hope of our salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, even as Jesus was was transfigured, transformed on the right. on the mountain, you know, when Peter, James, and John saw it and mm-hmm. and just about freaked out, you know. <laughs> they'd <laughs> never right. seen that before. That was Jesus in his glory. And yes. I think they were getting to see what Adam was like in his mm. glory. Wow. And Adam and Eve, they would have both been walking in that glory. In, in the garden before sin. That's what God is. We need to, we need to have that in our vision mm-hmm. for what God wants us to have. And it just starts with practicing his presence. Yes. Amen. And even just practicing his presence, there's such a sweetness in his presence. And, and that those little things that God provides for us that are just like a kiss. Because he loves us so much, you know. I, I, a f- favorite story of mine is one of the one of our members tells how she likes coffee with something sweet, and she oh, yeah. doesn't like coffee without something sweet, and she doesn't like anything sweet without coffee. So she always wants just something, you know. And so she was watching a a commercial once about Oreo cookies, <laughs> and uh, the, there was some kind of statement on it. I, I've never seen the commercial, so I don't know what it said. Maybe you know. It was something about uh, the cookie that wants milk or, or something along like that. She says, ha, the cookie that wants milk, if that's the cookie that wants coffee. So she just made that statement out in, in the air while she's watching this. Not long after that, she was in a restaurant. And after the meal, um, she ordered coffee and a dessert. And... She ate her dessert and she drank her coffee and and the waiter came along and said, would you like some more coffee? She says, oh, no, I've already finished my dessert and I only drink coffee when I have something sweet and I only have something sweet when I drink coffee. (laughs) And the man said, well, we can fix that. And he went into the kitchen, came back a moment later with a little plate with Oreo cookies on it. (laughs) And she found out later that he had gone into his own backpack in the kitchen and gotten Oreo cookies out oh. of his backpack and put them on a plate for her. And then he poured her some coffee. Talking about favor, huh? And, and the Lord said to her, I was listening. Ooh. This is relationship. Yeah. I remember one morning I was, I was in our kitchen. I was just reading the Bible. And this beautiful little white feather just came floating down the front. And landed on my Bible. And I looked at that. You know, I looked up. It just got the ceiling. There's no breeze. Nothing And no all. birds. We no don't have birds. any birds in the There's house. No birds birds flying around the house. That little feather came down. I took that. I saved that. I put it in the baggie. I can't find it. It's like <laughs> not supposed to make an idol out of it. it was <laughs> the Lord wants to give us little kisses. And the more we recognize his kisses the more we realize that we're having encounters all the time. Encounters of his presence. Encounters of his love. I remember hearing Kamran Yara'i, the Iranian brother that got got so glorious saved from being a Shiite Muslim and had a tremendous encounter. We'll see if we can get him on a podcast sometime. Oh, wow. But he talked about, you know, he has such a relationship with the Lord. He's always talking 
talking with him. The man was frying eggs one morning, and the Lord said to him, can you hear me telling my love to you in the sizzling of the eggs? Wow. God is talking to us all the time about his love for us. God so mm. loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but, but have, have everlasting, everlasting life. life. He yeah. wants us to have everlasting, abundant, walk-with-him kind of relationship all the time. That's what Jesus paid for. Knowing God is one of the four points of the gospel. Knowing him, having his word written in our hearts and in our minds, being our God and us being his people, and blotting out, erasing our iniquities. That's what Jesus paid for. That's the new covenant. He wants us to know him. He wants us to have an encounter with him. So if you've, if you've had an encounter with God that you want to tell us about, write us an email at feedback at globaloutpouring.org. We want to hear from you. We want to hear about your encounters with God. And if there's something else that you want us to talk about, and that will bless you. It's a question that you have. If you want us to address something, let us know, and and we'll pray about it and see what the Lord the Lord has. But right now, we want to pray for you to have a deeper encounter. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for your presence. Thank you that your presence is here with us yes, right Father, now. Thank you, Lord. Cause that listener to feel your presence, to know yes, your presence. You are present. Cause your love to pour into that listener. Let that listener have an encounter right now with you. Whether it's just feeling your presence, whether it's touching something deep within that needs to be healed, Lord, we're asking you for healing. Yes, whether it's emotional, whether it's a healing of a memory, whether it's a healing of their body, whether it's a cancer, whether it's uh, a, a stomach flu or, or whatever it is right now we're asking for an encounter yes, with the Father. holy thank you Father. send your angels send your presence whatever it is let jesus appear thank you father give this person an encounter yes lord that will be life-changing that will draw that person into their purpose draw them into their passion in serving you Draw them into a deeper place to be ready to contend and be equipped so that they will be ready to engage as you're about to pour out your spirit on every single person on the planet. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.